Welcome to At Work in America, sponsored by Paychex. We welcome a wide and exceptionally impressive array of guests, business leaders, HR leaders, academics, practitioners, consultants, and authors, to talk about the most timely, relevant, and challenging issues that are influencing the workplace today. At Work in America digs in behind the headlines and trends to the stories of real people making a difference in the world of work. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Bowes and Trish McFarland-Steed. Welcome to the At Work in America show. Trish, how are you today? I'm great. How are you, Steve? I am well, Trish. This is a great day for us uh, in our longstanding tradition dating back to, I don't know, 09, maybe 10? No, maybe not 09. I don't know, when we first started doing A long Oscars time ago. And review and prediction shows, but... Uh, we're excited to do it again, and especially because now, Trish, like we are, you know, kind of pivoting the podcast a little bit, really trying to focus on stories, uh, stories of the world at work, stories of people. Uh, and what, what are the Oscars about, right? What are the movies about? All about storytelling and great stories. So I think it's a good fit. I agree. I, and this is one where we kind of talked early on about maybe not doing the episode this year. And I'm glad we did. I hope you're glad, too. Yeah, I mean, the reason maybe not to do the episode wasn't so much about the podcast than the new direction. It was ah, the quality of the movies and the number of them. But we can get into some of that when we talk about the movies. But for new listeners, uh, once a year, Trish and I sort of take a break from the world of work directly in the workplace. And we talk about the Oscars, right? Because we're big fans of movies. We've watched a lot of great movies over the last half a dozen years in preparation for the show. So we're going to talk about the Oscars, best picture, the acting categories, and maybe some of the other things we saw uh, on the run up to the show that we liked and give our thoughts, recommendations and predictions. But uh, before we start with that, Trish, I want to thank our friends at Paychex, of course. Uh, and I know they always love this show as well. So thanks uh, to Paychex, one of the leading providers of HR, payroll, retirement, and software solutions for businesses of all sizes. The pandemic has completely changed how many people work, leaving millions of job seekers reevaluating their priorities and making it vital for employers to find new ways to keep them supported and engaged. Paychex surveyed more than 600 HR leaders, more than 2,000 employees across the U.S. to find out what employers are getting wrong when it comes to the needs of their workforce. And what they found was a large discrepancy between what employees want and what employers think they want when it comes to their organizations. You can find out why employees, maybe some of your own employees, uh, are saying they're leaving their current companies and what you should be thinking about to attract and retain talent. You can find all of this at payx.me slash attracting and retaining talent. That's P-A-Y-X that me attracting and retaining talent. That link will be in the show notes. Thanks to our friends at Paychex, of course. All right, Trish, Oscars. First of all, before we dive into the categories, do you want, tell me, just can we get Oscar year 2021, you know, awards in 2022, but movies in 2021, give me your general thoughts compared to say some of the last few years that we've done this show. I'm glad you asked that. I, I will say I'm ending up happily surprised. Some of the movies were really, really good. And as you mentioned before, we we thought that maybe this particular list of movies this year was not going to be as good maybe as prior years. I do think that's true. I don't know if it's because some of these or most of these were you know, created during the pandemic. They had their own challenges as workplaces, right? We don't intend this to be a workplace thing, but when you think about all of the actors and writers and directors and everyone involved in a movie production, I'm sure they had quite a few challenges. So, 
Yeah. That being said, I don't think that as, as a total slate that it is as strong as years past, but I do think there are some really bright stars in there. So hopefully we uh, will agree on a couple of those. And I think too, just to be fair, you and I usually truly try and watch every single movie both of us do in preparation for this. And I think we've probably hit most of them this year as well, but, but I think maybe as in, and different than years past, we have maybe not seen every single movie. So just fair warning. There have been a few years that uh, I definitely caught all of these, the best picture ones. I did not this year. I tried my best. Uh, I don't know why it was tougher this year. It seemed, seemed tougher to me for, I don't know why, uh, but it did, but uh, we'll go through this and, and, you know, as always uh, we'll share our thoughts. If, if there was a movie that came up or a performance that came up that obviously that we didn't see, you know, we generally can't recommend that or pick it, but uh, we'll do our best uh, to get through the, at least the, the, the few major categories. So, all right, Trish, let's get started. What category should we jump in first? What, would you want to go, sort of smaller category to bigger and end with best picture? Or do you want to go right out the bat with best picture? You know, I think we should go smaller to biggest, right? We usually end at the the best picture. Um, people will probably have a guest by that point because some of the acting categories will tip our hands a little, but I think it'd be fun to start with those. Okay. All right. Then we're going to go with, we'll start at the bottom and work our way up on our list here, Trish, this category. I'll start by reading this category. Okay. Best Actress in a Supporting Role. Okay, here are your nominees. Jesse Buckley from The Lost Daughter. Ariana DeBose, West Side Story. Judy Dench, Belfast. Kirsten Dunst, The Power of the Dog. Anjanju Ellis. Uh, oh, no, wait, I said that wrong. Anjanju Ellis, King Richard. I just finished watching King Richard like 20 minutes ago, Trish, by the way. So <laughs> I'll throw it to you for your thoughts on this category. You know, of, of all the categories there, this is the one where I had a couple I did not watch. Um, so maybe just a little commentary. Um, there were se- certainly some performances here where I thought the performance was outstanding and the movie was maybe not as good overall. So one that I really enjoyed was Jessie Buckley in The Lost Daughter. I thought that she did an excellent job of just like drawing me in. I really felt like at times where she was, I don't know, almost portraying like lonely um, as the, as the young mother, it just, it really just related to me, I think at times. So in that regard, I thought that was really good. Um, I didn't care so much for uh, Ariana DeBose or however you say that in the West side story. And um and Kirsten Dunst, I usually, I usually love her, but again, her role in Power of the Dog, I just, I don't know, I wasn't buying it. So the one I didn't see was Belfast. So I, I love Dame Judi Dench. She's amazing. So I guess I could see it going to her, but if I had to vote myself, um, and yeah, I did see King pick. Richard too, but Jesse Buckley would get my vote. Okay. Well, I'm glad, see, this is good, Trish. I like often it works out this way that uh, a couple of the movies you saw, I didn't see maybe, and a couple that you didn't see, I think I maybe have seen. So right. for me, um, I, I saw Belfast and Power of the Dog and Ken Richards. I did not see West Side Story or The Lost Daughter. To me, it's I, I, I maybe it's recency bias, and I just finished watching uh, King Richard. Uh, Anjanou Ellis, I thought was excellent as the as the uh, the, the William sister's mom in the movie, right? 
kind right. of a, like it was a, it, she wasn't a huge part of the movie. The first half of it, maybe she was there, but kind of the, the movie's largely about the dad, Richard, right? That's why it's called King Richard, I suppose. But she really comes in and there's one, like a lot of these movies, Trish, I think you realize this too. Like they have one big quote unquote Oscar scene in them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Where like you can say, okay, this is the scene that's put in there for these actors to get nominated. And there was one, there's a really kind of heartfelt, a-, a little angry, a little teary kind of argument between the parents, the Williams parents in the movie. And it's a great scene. It goes on for a little while and she's great in that scene and the whole movie as well. Uh, I'm going to go with her. I'm going to go with uh, uh, Anjanou Ellis here. An actress I had never heard of before this movie, by the way, either. I thought she was great. You know, I, I would agree with you. I didn't know who she was. I saw, a. she seems like such an adorable woman. Let me just say that. I saw an interview with her yesterday, as a matter of fact, and she was talking about how she didn't look at her phone or even turn it on, on the day of the um, nomination announcement, because everyone in her life was saying like, oh, you've, you're going to get nominated. You're going to get nominated. And you know, I, what I love is she was very humble. And so I don't, let me ask you this. I feel like time after time, you know, we have these Oscar shows and, and I don't know how the actual people who are voting on these think, but I tend to gravitate to the roles where I relate a little more to the person. But I guess my question for you is, do you have to like the character in order for it to be the winner? Because for example, I'm like rethinking now Kirsten Dunst. I love her as an actress. I didn't like her character, but she did a good job playing that unlikable character. I don't know. What do you think? For me, no, I, I don't think so. Like that way, like you can be open to the villain character, you know, mm-hmm. being uh, someone you'd, you'd pick for an acting award. I think that's okay. I think we'll right. see when we get to best actor um, from uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is not really that likable for the vast majority of that movie. And he's probably um, one of the front true. runners to win, I think this year. So um, yeah, no, I'm okay with that. I just, you know, on balance, I thought of the ones I saw as, as I right. said, she and, would and, get yeah, your probably a touch of recency bias. I, I literally finished that movie this morning. Um, uh, she was great. So yeah. Good what's, category what's the buzz, Steve? I haven't, I haven't looked on any of these categories. Have you heard or seen like who are kind of, you know, vanity magazine and all that? Well, like, what are they? Um, yeah, you know what? I don't know. I've not read any prediction kind of pieces at all. Uh, okay. All right. Well, we'll, uh, I'm oblivious. We'll go with that then. (laughs) I spent a lot of time to the, probably to the detriment of Oscar movie watching. I I, I, I'm going to admit here publicly. I spent a lot of time uh, deeply immersed in this uh, recently concluded season of the bachelor Trish. So I've really been focusing my entertainment energy uh, elsewhere to, for a large part. We'll save that for another show, but let me just a simple question. Are you satisfied with who he selected? I mean, if I hope it works out for him and her, that's, I guess, all I'd say. Yeah, we, should, we, we will have an exciting next season of The Bachelorette with two bachelorettes, Trish, by the way, which is going to be exciting. Is that uh, what they're doing? I, I wasn't us. a bachelor watcher, but um, what do you call that? Is there, there's a name for that, right? Bachelor Nation, we call bachelor it. Bachelor Nation. I'm not a member of bachelor, bachelor Nation, but I did watch bits and pieces of the finale just because I knew you were so into it. And uh, yeah, he okay. really... Uh, he doesn't deserve any of the three, honestly, but that's, right. they should we have three get, let's, get, let's get back to the Oscars, Trish, because if you let me talk okay. about Bachelor, I'll keep talking about it. Um, All right. Let's do Best Actor in a Supporting Role. That sounds good. All right. Your nominees, Trish. Kieran Hines from Belfast. Troy Kotzer from Coda. Jesse Plemons, The Power of the Dog. 
J.K. Simmons, I think former Oscar winner himself, being mm-hmm. the Ricardos, and Cody Smith McPhee, the power of the dog. Well, I will tell you, as I said before, I didn't see Belfast. I just, I don't know, ran out of time, I guess. Um, it do- Personally, it doesn't look that interesting to me, so I wasn't like really jumping at the chance to see it. Um, I think you'd like it. I'll just throw that out there, by the way. Would I? Okay. I probably would. And I, I sometimes I think with the Oscar nominated movies, you have to be in the right mood to see the movie. So, so I'm going to pass on that one. Um, I love JK Simmons just anyway. And I, I will say this. I did not care for that movie. I thought he did a great job in being the Ricardos, but I did not care for that movie. And I was a huge, I love Lucy fan growing up and still to this day. Um, power of the dog. I, I liked that movie surprisingly well. I wound up watching it twice because the first time I was kind of iffy on it. Um, I thought both, uh, Jesse Plemons did a good job and, um, and Cody, but my favorite in this category, like, like hands down goes to Troy Kotzer from Coda. Interesting. Okay. He was, he was amazing. Did you see Coda? Did you watch this it? This is one I missed. I did not see oh, this one. Darn it. So at some point, please watch it and we'll go back and talk about that. And maybe I'll do Belfast and we can do a little recap later. But, you know, Coda is child of deaf adults and, and he is the dad. And so just the way that he has to communicate um, throughout the entire movie without talking, his body language, his facial expressions, his, you can see his joy and his passion and his hatred for people. And he was, he was really funny. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to go for him. I think he did an excellent job. Okay. Good. All right. I'm going to have to catch that one. I wanted to, I just, I did run out of time. So for me, uh, of this, I did not see being in the Ricardo's or Coda. So I've got to pick from one I saw. It's a tough one because I liked Belfast a lot. We'll talk about that later when we get to best picture. Kieran Hines plays the grandpa of the family in, in the movie and it's, he's good, but it is a, it is a very small role. You know, and he's in the supporting category, but he's not, you know, he's not a major part of the movie. He's got a couple of good scenes. Uh, so it's down to me, the two uh, actors in The Power of the Dog, which I liked a lot. It's tough to, it's tough to choose. I'm going to have to go with Cody Smith McPhee, Trish, on this one. He plays the the, the boy slash young man in the movies, mm-hmm. in a lot of the movies. He's got, he's got a bigger, more important role probably than Jesse Plemons. He's very good in it, he, although he seems like he's got kind of the same kind of facial expression the whole movie that's maybe not his fault that's kind of the the part they wrote for him but uh he was really good in it i feel like this movie's just going to win a lot uh right that's just my if i had to make a, a general prediction about the oscars i think this movie's going to win a lot of awards so um i'm gonna go with him i'm gonna go with smith McVeigh. he was he was great he really was i don't want to diminish his uh performance he he also kind of really evolves in that role he starts out fairly um oh, just you know, more the shy, downbeaten kind of a person. And really by the end, you kind of respect him because he's, his wheels are turning. Definitely. He's not just uh, a pushover as you might believe in the beginning. So I'll leave it at that. I will say too, just in both these categories, I find it pretty interesting that this year we have two different couples that I'm aware of who are married and both nominated. So Jesse Plemons is married to Kirsten Dunst. Oh, in real life? Those two? In real life, yes. Wow, I didn't even know that. Okay, And great. if you want to see a great movie with them, um, actually, it wasn't the movie. It was the show made of the movie, is Fargo. They both played in Fargo. I don't know if that's where they met, but they're both huh. in the, the series Fargo, which was they're a married couple in the movie, that were in The Power of the Dog. 
Right. But they're, yeah, in real life, they're married. And then also uh, later on, we have Javier uh, Bardem Bardem and um, Penelope Cruz, also married. Yeah. So it's a big year for couples. There you go. There's your trivia of the day. All right. So we've got, Trish, I think here's now, I'm going to have to really have you carry the podcast for the next uh, several minutes. Oh, goodness. Um, Okay. As we talk about best actress in a leading role. Here's (laughs) the thing, Trish. I have a strategy with this to watch these movies and prepare for the show, which right. is start by trying to watch all the best picture nominated movies first, yes. because generally speaking, that then covers a lot of the acting roles, mm-hmm. uh, nominations, et cetera, the directing, that type of thing. Music. We sometimes we get into those weird categories. We probably won't today. So as many of them as I watch and I watch as many as I could, Trish, the five uh, actresses who are nominated for best actress in a leading role, the five films that they represent, none of them, none of them, Trish, are best picture nominees. Like, how does that happen? I don't know, honestly. And, and some of them that were selected after, cause I did, I watched all but one only because okay. it wasn't available at the time. And I will, I will watch it. It's just now available, I believe. Um, so I will try and watch it, but yeah, this was a tough category this year. I All don't right, know. Let me run Again. through the nominees and then, I, then you can talk about them since you sure. have to lead this section completely. Cause right, I, I, Trish, I saw none of these. Okay. Oh no. Jessica Chastain, the eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman, former winner, I believe as well. The lost daughter, Penelope Cruz, parallel mothers, Nicole Kidman being the Ricardos and Kristen Stewart for Spencer. Trish, take it away. I have nothing to add. All right. Well, since it's just me, I'll try and keep this brief. Um, The movie I did not uh, see is Parallel Mothers, although I really want to. Um, It's actually, I believe, just out now. And so definitely living where I live, it wasn't out at a movie theater near me. Um, So that one I I do want to see. It does from the trailer. looks like she's doing an amazing job. But of the ones I saw, I saw the other four. Um, I will start with the ones that I did not care for. Um, I'm a huge, uh, lady Diana fan. I loved her. I cried like crazy when she passed. Um, so I thought I would love the movie Spencer with Kristen Stewart. I'm sorry. Kristen Stewart basically doesn't even have a British accent. All she does is whisper the whole movie. So totally unbelievable. Did she kind of get the mannerisms down? Yes, she did. But for that alone, I feel like if you cannot like why do we constantly put people into roles where they don't have maybe the right accent and can't get, can't get it. There had to have been British actresses, even Australian actresses, maybe who could have done a better job at that particular movie. So the story was good. She was not. Um, Nicole Kidman just annoys me. Another one didn't, didn't look like Lucille Ball. I didn't feel like she captured the spirit of Lucille Ball and being the Ricardos. Um, I just didn't even want to watch it because of her. So I watched it painfully. Her out then. Okay. So those two, I just, um, now Olivia, we get to Olivia Coleman as people who might've listened before. know, I love Olivia Coleman. I loved her in the favorite. That movie is one I watch all the time. I think she is brilliant. The writing of her role in the lost daughter is just confusing. It's a lot of non-acting. If you ask me, it's a lot of whatever's in Olivia Coleman's head is what's going on. And it's not being spoken. It's not being visually shared. So there's a lot of her sitting in a beach, looking at an ocean. She steals some little girl's doll. There's a lot of scenes with her in this doll. I don't know. I didn't get it. 
Um, so that leaves Jessica Chastain. I would give the award to Jessica Chastain only because, again, this might make me seem a little, little crazy, but I love Tammy Faye Baker. I did growing up her big eyelashes, her makeup. She was a character. That's for sure. Oh my goodness. Right. Like who, who didn't know her? She seemed like such a lovely woman, you know, in real life. Um, Jessica Chastain, again, this is where an actress does not have to actually look like the person, but can completely nail their voice, their mannerisms, the whole way they just their being. I thought she did. So my vote goes to Jessica Chastain. She actually, to me, became Tammy Faye Baker Messner. So I like it. Okay. Yeah. I, Trish, I met, go ahead. No, that's it. That's my, uh, Oh, great. Great job. Mind. Thank you for covering that category. Uh, very, uh, uh, thoroughly, uh, for me, uh, I will say this, I mentioned, I said, I had nothing to say about this category. I, I do have something to say. Sometimes okay. in the past we've, we've sort of said, Hey, let's, Let's talk about our our snub. Who got snubbed for an, for a nomination that we really feel oh, sure. uh, strongly about? So I'll kind of combine my snub here in the best actress category. And I know you didn't see this one, Trish, but uh, Catriona Balfi from Belfast, she plays the mom in the movie, mm-hmm. uh, was not nominated at all. I think she could have been nominated for best actress in a leading role, or or certainly a supporting role. She, you know, she. It's hard to know sometimes where that line is in a movie. But she was fantastic in the movie. She's very central to the movie. The movie was nominated for a Best Picture, as well as a couple of other awards. How she didn't get a nomination at all is very, very surprising to me. And because if she had been in this category, I absolutely would have chosen her. So there you go. That's my snub. You know what? I think there were a couple. I think that's a good point. I think um, Amelia Jones, who's the lead in CODA, she's amazing. I mean, she's dealing with an entire Duff family um, and trying to be their translator and also live her life. And it was just a really touching story. And I thought that actress just nailed it completely. Um, And then I think the other one, you know, we haven't, haven't gotten to the best pictures yet, but in licorice pizza. um, Oh gosh. Her name is Alana uh, Hyam, H-A-I-M, Alana Hyam, the actress that plays the lead role. Um, She's so brilliant. Like I literally want to just watch her now and everything. That's a snub. Yeah. yeah I want to watch her in everything. So I don't know what they were thinking. Is it, well, I'll tell you what they were thinking. It seems like many of the newcomers didn't get nominated. Could be, you may have so. to have a build up a little reputation, et cetera. Right. To get that. Yeah. Get the nod. That, that shouldn't be the case. It should be based on your performance in this particular movie. So yeah. anyway, hey, let's so go snubs. To, yeah. There's some good snubs. All right. So in a lot of, in that category, let's go to uh, Trish best actor in a leading role. Okay. Uh, you mentioned him already, but your nominees start with Javier Bardem being the Ricardos. Wait a minute. You know, I mentioned when we talked about the uh, the actress award, being the Ricardos has three major acting nominations, yet not a best picture nomination. Like, I don't mm-hmm. understand that. I did not see this movie, but how can the acting be like wonderful, basically from three, the three main characters, but yet right. the movie's not nominated. I don't get that. I don't know. Um, our next nominee is Benedict Cumberbatch, Power of the Dog, Andrew Garfield from Tick, Tick, Boom, Will Smith, King Richard, and finally Denzel Washington, The Tragedy of Macbeth. It's a packed category, Trish. This might be the strongest category of the entire show, I think. Right. Why don't you take the lead on that one then? So it sounds like you've seen yeah, more. I, as I've mentioned, a couple of these I didn't see. Uh I did not see Denzel and Macbeth. I love Denzel. I just was not down for like Shakespeare 
a deal on, on, you know, with limited time and had to pick my spots on movies, you know, and again, focusing on the best picture ones. I did not see this. I know the story. I'm sure he was great in it. Tick, tick, boom. I didn't hear anything about, so I did not watch. So I, I have nothing to say about that. Perhaps. I don't know, Trisha, if you saw tick, tick, boom featuring uh, Andrew Garfield. I can talk about those too. I watched yeah. about 30 minutes of each of those movies. Um, tick, tick, boom is, is about the, man that wrote the musical rent um again i'm a huge rent fan i've watched the movie i've seen it at you know live performances several times i know every song in that you know uh musical i did not care and i love andrew garfield and other things didn't care for the movie i was completely bored by the movie um with tragedy a few years ago garfield i feel like he was he was maybe that war um, movie he was in was it Dunkirk or something? It was, no, it was um, Hacksaw Ridge. Oh right, yeah, Hacksaw Ridge. Which again, great. He's a great actor. He really is. He's fantastic. Um, Denzel Washington. What I will say is this: I'm not a huge Shakespeare fan, but I did watch about 30 minutes so that I could kind of get the get the vibe. Frances McDormand is that her name? McDormand, McDormand. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah. Who's usually nominated for these things? She's the one who got the snub in that movie, but. The movie is great. If you like Shakespeare, it is dark and just really well done. Really like cool. Shakespeare is like too much like homework, like from like yeah, 11th grade. I'm just not down anymore. I so. wasn't down for it, but I will say this. If you like Denzel and if you do like Shakespeare, it's a great movie. I just didn't care for it. So I wouldn't. For yeah, me, Trish, wouldn't yeah. for, for me, this is pretty easy. Uh, I mentioned before, I liked the power of the dog. I liked it more than I watched it two sec- twice. I liked it more the second time. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to win a lot of uh, awards. And I think Benedict Cumberbatch is, is the favorite here. If I, ha- I did not read who the favorite is, I'd imagine he is. I think he's going to win. I thought he was excellent in the movie. He's in the entire movie. Um, so he's my winner uh, here. And I, I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's that debatable. I'm going to agree with you. And usually we don't agree on these. So yeah, I love uh, Javier. I thought he did an okay job in being the Ricardos, but again, I think it's really hard when you take an iconic person and you're trying to be them. I thought it was easier maybe for like a Will Smith to be, you know, Venus and Serena's dad, because we don't know that much about him in real life. Right. So for me, that was a super deep tennis fan. You've you've probably never heard him talk or or really seen him be interviewed. Although at the end of that movie, and again, I just watched this this morning, the end of it, they, uh, they show some clips when the closing credits are running of the, you know, the real Richard Williams Mm -hmm. and the real Williams sisters when they were going up through their career, practicing and competing, et cetera, et cetera. The resemblance with the the hair and the the beard and how they dressed the character Will Smith in the movie mm-hmm. it's it's uncanny. He really does look just like the real Richard Williams. Yeah, well, I think I think you're right. I think Benedict Cumberbatch will win for Power of the Dog. I think if he doesn't, if there's an upset, it is Will Smith, and I'd be fine with that. I think he did a nice job too. So oh, he was great. He was excellent in the movie. Yeah, and uh, really good. So uh, yeah, he'd be my runner up as well. Trish, the last major category we were planned to talk about, of course, is Best Picture. But before that, sometimes on these shows, because you and I both really love documentaries, I don't think I saw any of the nominated documentaries this year. But you saw at least one that you wanted to mention and and recommend. I do. Thank you for for mentioning it. Um, It's a movie called Ascension. And I, you know, I tried to watch a couple of the documentaries just because, like you said, we both really enjoy that type of film. And, you know, the documentaries, quite honestly, are usually 
all really good, right? People are telling stories, talk about true storytellers. They're out there on the front lines of whatever it is they're, they're doing. Um, Ascension is really fascinating to me from a work perspective, because it is about the different job classes within the Chinese um, system. And so it starts out and you're seeing people who are, you know, making $2 and the equivalent of $2 and 99 cents a week. Sometimes uh, it's, it's just tragic, right? As, as to what people are, are being paid to make things like cell phones and other products that we here in the US buy directly from China. And, um, and so, and then it goes all the way up through kind of the, what, the, what their middle class would be, which is certainly still below what I think it would be in the United States. And then to the jobs where, you know, it's considered kind of the upper, upper echelon of jobs in China. So it's fascinating. There's not a lot of, of, of talking. It's just a lot of watching. So I would encourage people to check that one out. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. That'd be a good like weekend watch maybe. Yeah, absolutely. I, I dig the documentaries. I I did not catch any of the major ones, but I watched one on the plane I was on recently, Trish, and a new documentary about Julia Child, right? The famous French chef, right? Mm-hmm. From a uh, year, uh, few years back, passed away a little while back, but it was a fantastic documentary. Then I saw that it was uh, released in 2021 and I was I was certain it would have been nominated. And then I looked up the nominations when I got off the plane and it wasn't. So um, I, I was really bummed by that, but it's a, an excellent documentary as well. And perhaps another snub to the uh, the recent Julia Child documentary. I'll throw it out there. Good. Yeah. And see, that's just it. I think that's why these shows are good because we can talk about other things that we thought were, you know, maybe better than some of what was actually nominated. So I'll yeah. check that All one right, out. Trish, let's get to the big one. Uh, let's talk about the best picture nominees, give our sort of thoughts on it, our prediction and, and what we like best. I'll run them down, name them quickly. I, I've got all the producers' names. I'm not going to read any of those, but let's just go with the names. Alphabetical order, Trish, here we go. Best picture nominees, there are 10. We have Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, which we have not talked to at all on this podcast, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and finally, West Side Story. And with all due respect to Steven Spielberg, Trish, was anyone asking for a remake of West Side Story? I don't know, but there. I don't uh, think so. <laughs> if they were, they'll be disappointed, I think. Yeah, I, that that's that that's if I had to pick one that why is that on this list, that would be the one for me. I don't get that. Yeah, you know, there were only a couple I didn't see. I didn't see Drive My Car. It was difficult to find. I just still have not found it online. I can talk or... about that one. Yeah, I watched that. Is it online now? Is that available? It, it, you can stream it. I believe I had to actually purchase it, but you, you, can, oh. you can stream it at home. Yeah. Okay. And then I had mentioned I didn't see Belfast, but the others I can certainly weigh in on. So do you want to, uh, how do you want to do this? Do you want to start at the top? Do you want to say which one you want to win? Yeah, this is such, uh, yeah, obviously we probably don't want to talk about all 10 of these, but uh, a couple that we have not talked about at all, right? Because they weren't nominated in any of the acting categories. Uh, First one would be Drive My Car then, Trish. You didn't see this. This is a Japanese uh, film. heavily subtitled very little english spoken in the movie so a lot of subtitles and it's very long so i could see why a lot of folks maybe not either they couldn't find it as you said or just saw it and said well this is a three-hour movie and subtitles i'm not game for this 
a little bit difficult to watch due to those kind of parameters, but really, really enjoyable. The kind of movie it's 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 kind of a a long tale about a, a a a director, an actor, and a director of a play, and he's directing a play uh, from a. Uh, Russian writer Chekhov, uh, the Uncle Vanya play. So the backstory is kind of him putting together this play with the actors and then what's happening to him in his real life. It, it's a very long, fairly complex story, but it's very good. It has the, it does have that big Oscar scene near the end where the, the actor playing the, the, the director of the play and his driver, mm-hmm. kind of the drive my car thing. He's got a driver assigned to him. He's a young, younger uh, female who he befriends and they become really tight. They've got very, very tragic backstories, the both of them kind of a, Really good. The kind of movie, Trish, like I could see it winning maybe because it's kind of an Oscar-y movie. And we did have kind of a foreign, we, the Parasite movie won, right? Was that just last year or the year before? Like a foreign yeah, film before. has just mm-hmm. recently won. I liked it a lot. If you, are, if you are a fan of movies, I think I'd recommend watching it and devoting like the, the three hours to it. Okay. On the other side, you mentioned uh, the other one we haven't talked about at all. I guess at least two more. We haven't talked about Nightmare Alley, Trish. I think you saw that one. Um, I tried. <laughs> I, I wanted to movie. like that. <laughs> yeah. Can I just say yeah. how much I wanted to love it? Because there, the buzz online, it was so bad. And it has like every famous person you'd ever want in a movie. So you're thinking like, it should be great. It also is uh, directed by... Guillermo del Toro, who, who won for the shape of water. I don't know how that should have tipped me off, but I don't know. It's all about carnies and very dark. It, yeah. It's, it's, it's just difficult. It yeah, felt like I, homework to watch it. I had so to watch finally the, after about 30 minutes, I quit. I had to rewatch the ending a second time just to, so I make sure I knew what had happened and, and I don't want to spoil it. it. It's, but it's very dark. It's a little depressing. Bradley Cooper's very good in it. I'm, I'm a little surprised he didn't get nominated in, in the acting category, but uh, I didn't love it. I, I can't see it winning here. West side story. It's got no chance. Uh, Trish. No. Um, so if I'm going to narrow it down to the two, I would say, I think just because my, be consistent with everything I've said on this podcast, I think the power of the dog will win. I, I think it probably really? will win in this list. I just think it's going to have like a kind of a sweep of everything. The movie I like the best, Trish, is one you didn't see, oddly enough, which is Belfast. I, I really, I, that was oh, my favorite okay. movie. I just said, which movie did I quote unquote like the best? Uh, good story. It was tight, good acting, some acting nominations, okay. a very, a very major snub. All the acting was great in it. The story's very gripping, right? It's set in uh, Northern Ireland in Belfast. During the the struggles between the, uh, uh, the the Protestants and the Catholics, and there's there's some violence, there's some a lot of tension, and also Trish, this in a shocking in a shocking development for an Oscar nominated movie, Trish, this is about like a 93 minute movie. It, it's not nice. a it, it's not a three hour slog, right? So you can you can watch it. It's a great story. It ends, you know. So yeah, I, I, it's probably my favorite of what I saw. So uh, I would wow. say Power of the Dog will win. If I was voting, I think I vote for Belfast because I liked it the best. Interesting. Okay. So, and this is a good thing because we always disagree at the end on the big ones. So um, you didn't really go into don't look up. I just want to say there that Leonardo DiCaprio, oh, right. yeah, yeah, Jennifer Lawrence, that. yeah. that's another one that should be great. It's, it's not their fault. I just think it's a weird movie. I think it's not, I did watch the whole thing. I kept thinking it would get better. I get that it's a comedy a little bit, but yeah, not a great movie. Dune. Well, yeah, it's, I, it's, it just hits you right over the head with the satire and the yeah, whole, okay, global exactly. warming is horrible and no one no one's doing anything about it, right? We get it, yeah. It right. Was, 
I feel like we should at least mention Dune. We've got Timothy yeah. Chalamet. You've got other, again, several other really well-known actors and actresses in there. Should be good to me. It's like, did we need to redo Dune? I don't know. I did not. It wasn't. It wasn't that compelling the first time around. Not this time either. Okay, that brings me to my two favorites. When I saw Coda, that one was just over the top. My favorite. I thought, oh my gosh, this has to win. This has to win. Uh, the performance, like I said, young girl. She's trying to live her life, but she's also trying to help her deaf family run their fishing business. And it has all sorts of problems. It's a sweet story. It's a touching story. It's a family story. So everything good about it. Um, it is absolutely going to be hands down my favorite until I saw licorice pizza. Licorice pizza, I just saw it yesterday. And I thought, you know, should I watch this? I'm not sure if it looks that great. Um, it stars, uh, as I mentioned, um, Alana Ham. She is actually uh, a singer with her sisters who are also in the movie. They play her sisters. Her parents in real life play her parents in the oh, movie. I didn't get that part. Okay. I did yes. watch this movie. I, I liked it. I didn't love it, but go ahead. And the young man that plays Gary Valentine, her, you know, her male counterpart in the movie, um, he is the son of, um, oh my goodness, I'm dropping. Uh, Ellis Valentine, the former New York man. No, no, no. Gary Valentine is this character's name. It's oh, uh, Hoffman, the the one that died that was in, um, oh my gosh. Philip Seymour Hoffman? Philip Seymour Hoffman. Thank you. Oh, great actor. Yeah. His son is the lead. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yes. And he's adorable and you just fall in love with his personality. So if I said, uh, I feel like licorice pizza or Coda. One of them is going to come from behind, much like Parasite did years ago. I think Power of the Dog is great, but I really want to see one of those two just come out of nowhere and just take the win. So I would personally be happy with either one. Those are both movies I will watch more than once. That's good. I mean, I think like on balance, it ended up being a slightly better slate of 10 movies than I thought going in. I was very, very kind of down on this and I I did I did not see Coda so that's of all of them Trish I gotta that's the one I will first go back and watch maybe hopefully prior to the not the, the awards uh, show coming up in a few days um and I would recommend to you if you got three hours on your hands Trish take it take a shot at drive my car uh, okay yeah, maybe do it in state I, I I didn't watch it all straight through I probably took like three watching uh, periods to get through the movie right but uh okay. I, I did like it quite a bit and um yeah so uh yeah, I think we got through it, Trish. Wow. I mean, and this is, even even the stripped down Oscar episode is, is is a lot to get through. So I'm glad we were able to do it. I feel I'm glad we were able to like uh, keep this tradition alive here uh, now on Outwork in America. Me too. Again, it's all about storytelling. And surprisingly, a lot of these movies have so much to do with work and how people interact and people who have different abilities or disabilities and challenges um, if you look at something like a King Richard, for example, just, you know, how determination and hard work really pays off. I mean, there's just so many kind of work themes throughout these movies that, uh, yeah, I think it was fun. I'm glad we did it. All right, Trish, great, great stuff. Uh, we want to, of course, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks for joining us for our annual Oscars uh, preview prediction show. Oscars coming up in just a couple of days. Uh, we'll follow up maybe on, maybe on the, uh, on the off the clock video show, Trish, like on the day after the Oscars and see how we did with our predictions. We'll talk about that a little bit uh, in a week or so. Oh, I love that. Let's do it. 
All right. Great stuff. Okay. So that's it for the show. Thanks for, uh, thanks of course, to our friends at Paychex, of course, for all their help and support. I know they love the show and they've been great to us. And we thank them very, very much. Check out everything that they're doing at paychex.com, of course. Okay. Uh, Fortress McFarland, my name's Steve Bose. Thank you so much for listening to the show. All the archives, of course, at hrhappyhour.net. We will see you next time. And bye for now.